0: Faith is disturbing.
1: Believe it.
2: Okay. What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 177 of the Geeks of Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Joe Morgan. Gadzooks. And LJ Lowry. What up? Today we're talking about E3, this week's bad box office and animated shows from serious movies on Netflix. But first, a special shout-out to our patrons at patreon.com slash geeksundergrace, uh, specifically the ones that are in the podcast here, Brian Struther, Jordan Garner, Casey Covel, Jason Wilkerson, Sam Watson, David Corey, Unchained Spirit, Hannah Bacon, The Mouse Potatoes, Dan Alo, Trey Braband, and Peter Tallow. We love you guys so much. Thank you. It was E3. I hope everyone had a wonderful, happy E3. It's a holiday to me. I'm just gonna treat it like it's a holiday. <laughs> it's it's a festival. Yeah, I hope that um, something you, you found something at E3 that was exciting. Um, coming to the new year, or maybe uh, the next year after. A lot of stuff is more like two years out. Usually, it seems. Yeah. We got a couple things though. Let's. We we all decided we're just gonna do our top two favorite things so uh, so wait are we
1: gonna do our like geeking out of things we've been playing or yeah i'm getting ahead of
2: myself let's let's do e3 because we're already talking about it and i'm excited about e3 we're gonna break (laughs) it up okay
0: cool
2: so uh joe what was your favorite two things from e3 all
0: right so both of mine are from the microsoft press conference number one i completely lost my mind over (laughs) yeah was (laughs) the announcement for the elite two controller okay that first one was huge to me. When I broke my hand, I was able to modify and use the paddles on the first Elite right, Controller. Right, yeah, I remember that. So that I could still play games and write reviews for us. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have been able to do that without that Elite Controller and its alternate button con- s- schemes and stuff. So, uh, after my first one died, I didn't pick up a second one yet. I was waiting for this announcement.
2: Do you assume... I? I, I guess, yeah, I'm still gonna still going to ask. Do you assume that this controller will be um, used for the next console?
0: They've already said that it will be, yep. yeah. Yep. Oh, I totally It'll missed work. that in the conversation. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think
1: it wasn't necessarily in the conversation, but like I, I listened to some of Giant Bomb's coverage and they literally right. asked them and they said, yep.
2: Okay. Cool.
0: Yeah, they had Phil on the show and he was like, yeah, well, I guess we can't technically say that yet. So. Oh. <laughs> All <laughs> yeah. right. So, yeah, it'll work for that, and it's going to have Bluetooth in it, so it'll work for your phone or anything right. that'll accept Bluetooth.
2: Yeah. And that's getting more and more important X-Cloud. as we get Stadia or X Cloud and things like that coming yeah, up. Yeah. So, it's an expensive controller, but to me, like, if that's,
0: I mean, you know, I was spending so much time with a controller in my hand, it's worth it to have this exquisite tool for the cr- for the craftsman's trade you know yeah mm-hmm.
1: and like the way they described it as a tool I literally think of those those thumb grips that like you kind of turned me on to those those like thumb grips like little things yeah. like that can make your experience so much better when you have the right oh. tools and the right comfort comfort for your gaming absolutely right. agree
2: yeah I mean this one you have the different not just thumb grips but you have a different thumb size as right. far as how well, tall yeah. the stick is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you can adjust the tension on the on the sticks, you yep. can adjust the tension on the triggers like mm-hmm. Right. It's going to be even better than the first one, so I'm pretty jazzed about that. Yeah. Um That's cool. second thing that I absolutely could not believe I was watching. Like jaw totally on the floor. I could not believe how good Microsoft Flight Simulator looked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like I thought that was video footage. They said they took a bunch of topographical and map data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like from a satellite. To build satellite. this out. But like there's a there's a one of those opening scenes where you're you know, the plane's coming in, it's flying over a mountain range as the sun is cresting it's morning, like you know, it's just dawned and sun is shining over the mountains. Yeah. I'll admit it I thought looked, it was video footage too at first. Yeah, it looked photographic. It was cool. Mm-hmm. And then it showed the plane in engine. I was like, "Wow." <laughs> yeah. That's better than any racing game has ever looked. I feel like that's... So are you going
2: to are you buying this? Is it something you're definitely getting? I don't know, that's but I kind of want cool to just tech, to test though. it out.
1: Like yes. as far as like next gen, I can see them putting that like I mean, it's going to be a PC game, but I'm sh- I want I I'm wondering if they'll put it on like scarlet or something because that'll be one of those things that could test the graphical technology of the scarlet i think
0: yeah i yeah. think I, I want to watch some youtube videos and streams of it at least yeah if i don't buy the game yeah i would love to see pilots play the
2: game
1: well yeah that's that's the thing right is because people want the joystick controls and all the switches and and to have it be that simulator simulator thing so
2: yeah
0: yeah Mm-hmm. Those those are the two. Well, yeah. Apart from the one gargantuan one, that's those are my two things.
2: <laughs> what about you, LJ?
1: Okay, for me, uh, the first one I, I have is super super niche because I was the only. I felt like I was the only person excited about it. Like out of anybody on our staff and just anybody I knew, except for my brother. But um, they announced they're uh, doing like a remaster of the Panzer Dragoon game uh, that came out. Initially on Sega Saturn, and I've never
0: played that old one.
1: Yeah, and so like not a lot of people bought Sega Saturns, but it's like my brother and I we like we had one, and so basically for context is um, is it's basically like Star Fox, but like you're flying a dragon basically, and so uh, basically uh, the uh, the the character in the story he like finds this dragon. And uh, th- that's kind of what I remember about the intro scene because he hops on the dragon and like you fly away and he battles other these like other few dragons, but you literally like shoot a gun like while you're flying the dragon. It's kind of like a like a like a rail shooter like Star Fox,
0: like Space Harrier. Yeah, kind
1: of. Okay. Yeah, like Star Fox okay. Space Harrier kind of stuff. They made a second one on Sega Saturn that I never played, but the one I really loved also was uh, they made one called Panzer Dragoon Orta on Xbox. And that one was super cool. That was It
2: reminds me there was a sci-fi movie. Someone may know what I'm talking. It was like a it was sci-fi grade B movie, but it was like dragons destroyed the world and but it was like post apocalyptic and so they had guns and things. Yeah. It was real bad.
1: Yeah, so just uh, that it was part cool that part when they do like when the the original score rolls in and when you see the dragon in he lands, I was just like Yes! Because I'm like, this is <laughs> such a niche thing that, like, they probably have no reason to bring this thing back. But it's just one of those things, it's a deep cut from my childhood. Ooh. Um, And then the second one that kind of took me by surprise, because I was always kind of curious when they had the leaks, was Watchdogs Legion.
2: Yeah. And it's that concept that of,
1: you know, taking NPCs from the world and being able to recruit them as part of the DedSec, as part of the agency. And so like I still don't know how it's going to work cuz they didn't really go into it that much but it makes me think of um they have that zombie game State of Decay where you find mm-hmm. other survivors and you can like recruit them and and have them be like a part of your your like base and stuff like that like it kind of gives me that kind of vibe but it sounds like all these agents you're recruiting are going to be good at certain things like in the story the guy they were going after was good at uh, taking out drones he was he was good at at that sort of thing uh they had some like old lady they were playing as who used to be like some kind of assassin or whatever so <laughs> like that was kind of a like a comical part of it but
2: i remember in the first move or first game sorry yeah the you could scan people and you could get information about them yeah and so and I, it was just kind of their personal info so i would assume it's the same thing and right. then instead of getting their personal info you're just going to get like, to play as that character
1: right and then so the, one thing they also said was that when a character dies they're dead you have to switch characters
2: okay uh, so oh, that's dear. where
1: I get some like state of decay vibes and so probably have to go find them again scan them again yeah well it's weird because it's like well no they're permanently dead um, apparently why was you run out of NPCs I don't see that's the thing is like I'm real no bad no at no games, games guys I'm
2: not, I'm not a good gamer <laughs> It's we are lowly world and watch If you're Dogs dying that many
1: times, then you should probably stop playing. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just—I'm curious to see how it works because there's a lot of interesting little details. Like it may not be every single NPC out in the world, but I'm sure there will definitely be those ones that you can probably scan. And uh, I mean, they say it says every everyone. NPC, so yeah, we'll I see. don't know. We'll have to see, but. I kind of like Watchdogs one, and Watch Dogs two was really good. So this one just kind of took me by surprise. Cool.
2: Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gonna mention Orion, but I'm not gonna make it one of my two because it's not worth like talking a lot about. But Bethesda's Orion announcement for cloud streaming seems really cool. Um, yeah. You can look it up. I won't talk too much into it.
1: But... I signed up for that. Uh, it's that streaming technology.
2: Yeah, I think that's really cool that anyone's doing that. Like it's just awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be a Nintendo fanboy this year. And usually I'm like really stoked about the PlayStation stuff, but we don't have PlayStation stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I've been asking for Banjo Kazooie since DLC started becoming a thing for Smash Bros. on the Wii U. And I got Banjo Kazooie. (laughs) Uh, So I'm so excited.
1: I I told you. Everyone's talking about the You need to go buy a lottery ticket.
0: (laughs) So you need to go buy a lottery ticket. Yeah. Just every year, apparently. <laughs> and I had
1: told you earlier that day because you're like, I'm hoping for Banjo Kazooie. I said, dude, there's no way it's gonna happen. And then, sure enough, I was like,
2: they actually did it. Last year, I thought would have been, I, I kind of expected it last year when it didn't happen last year. I had a little less hope this year for it because that was the announcement where Xbox was getting really friendly with Nintendo, and I was like, you know, Phil Spencer's already said that he's cool with it. We'll mm-hmm. Make it happen. So did you? Uh, Darth Nader said thoughts on Banjo Kazooie joining the battle in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um. Yeah, I think it's ex- on Discord. I should mention that. You can yeah. ask some questions on Discord. He happened to ask one that we're already talking about. Yeah. Because um, I'm super stoked with everybody else here.
1: Did you see how easy Phil said it was to make that happen? Like, people think it was this thing they had to do, like, maybe CEOs, you know, talking with each other. But he said that uh, the way... The way it works with them getting like a Cuphead and more recently like Super Lucky's Tale is coming to Switch. He said mm-hmm. that they're very much treated as like a third party when they put those games on eShop. So, it was it was that simple. You know, it, it's it's a third party character, according to okay. uh, yeah. And then especially, I think he said they've had they've been dealing with Nintendo as far as back as like the Donkey Kong Country ports, like when they ported mm-hmm. the SNES games and the Game Boy Color okay, games, cool. because it's like you know it's a rare property. So. So it's it goes back to that third-party comment that he said. So,
2: yeah, I think more than it's saying that... I don't think we're going to get a Banjo-Kazooie anytime soon, like another game. Right. But it does show, I think, how well Xbox is getting along with Nintendo, which is really, really cool to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I will pick up Smash Bros. again. I haven't touched it in months. Was there... I haven't played it since South.
1: Was there anything else you saw at E3 you liked?
2: Again Nintendo uh, I've gotta mention breath of the wild too like it looks dark I'm hoping it is dark and it's not just a single trailer we don't know much yet I'm just kind
1: of stunned that like I understand why you know like it's a follow-up to easily one of like the greatest games they've made you know and, mm-hmm. and it had such positive reception that I do think it's great they are doing a follow-up but at the same time I'm like you know what? Like, what else do you do with Breath of the Wild? I mean, you use yeah.
2: the same world, right? It yeah. Looks, so my assumption here, and this is completely just in my mind, uh, in the trailer you see the castle rise up. I think that the world is going to get completely morphed in some way. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so it will be the same map but with a different landscape, kind of like linked to the Past. Yeah,
1: like a dark world kind of deal? Yeah. If that world already wasn't enough dark and like desolate and just kind of sad anyway
2: right so it'll be <laughs> kind of crazy I'm, I'm hoping that this is a little bit later i'm hoping that the world had kind of um grown up a little bit yeah. you know they had started to rebuild and then it gets kind of redestroyed, and that's going to kind of change the landscape in a way but i f- i don't know how that's going to look with the map like is it going to be it's a desert so it'll be the same place like that could get kind of boring um so I, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm not surprised, though, that it is a complete follow-up. Uh, on the other side of what you're saying, LJ, the flip side, um, because I think their plan is going to be to have this Breath of the Wild series, and they'll kind of make this its own thing, and you'll have Zelda games like this, and then they're still going to make uh, the more Ocarina-style, Ocarina of Time-style games that are like very dungeon-based. And then maybe the,
1: the 2D ones, kind of like like Link's Awakening is?
2: Yeah, or do that. That style, uh, though,
1: th- because Link's Awakening is 3D graphics now.
2: Yeah. yeah, and the way that they did that is very specific. Like, I could see them doing multiple things, and then they're going to kind of build off of those, so you'll have three, two or three different Zelda yeah. things going on. Um, but I think Breath of the Wild, the way that it plays, is going to be um, very specific huh. to Breath of the Wild's, like, thing. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't know. I'm excited. I hope it's as dark as it a- and there was mention of maybe co-op and I think that would be really cool yeah
1: because people are talking like maybe you get maybe like people will get to play as Zelda
2: yeah which would totally make sense mm-hmm. and I remember with the first trailer for Breath of the Wild when we saw that it was um, people thought that Link kind of looked like a girl <laughs> so we're like oh you yeah. get to play as a girl it's going to be so cool maybe you'll get to choose your gender and so it would be I I think that at that point, it was probably too late in development for them to make a decision like that. But seeing that excitement, maybe they were like, okay, now you can choose between Link or Zelda. Um, Or, like like we're saying, do a co-op.
1: Well, they asked the creator at E3 if about that if you are going to get to play zelda and he sounded like not necessarily like being like kate he was kind of cagey about it not necessarily he said
2: no comment at this time right yeah well, can't no. answer that?
1: the way they said it he was he almost acted like he was surprised that people would even want that but it also he could have also been playing it off so it was never there was never like any straight answer yeah okay yeah
2: cool. that would be so awesome yeah yeah, that's it for me. Oh, and then I think we're all excited about Cyberpunk 2077, right? Yeah, dude.
1: Keanu Reeves, Keanu. Not only the him being in the trailer cuz that I was blown away, but when he walked out yeah. on stage, I was like there's no way. Like I was like I felt like I don't, I was like this this is crazy that they even got him. Like I understand yeah. getting him in the game, but getting him to go up on stage? Yeah. That was so cool.
2: It's weird to say, but I'm actually like it is cool to see this is kind of mean, but he was so awkward on stage and it's cool to see that like, that's a different atmosphere yeah. for him yeah. opposed to like, cause he's such a good actor. You would think that he'd get up on stage and be this perfect, like announcer, yeah. but he kind of looked nervous. You know, well, he's usually behind these cameras. It was cool to right. see that he's in a different medium and he's yeah. not used to it. It was definitely, it, like, definitely
1: cool seeing him, and even, like, John Bernthal, I mean, for Ghost Recon, like, I figured the odds of John Bernthal being on stage were more likely than Keanu Reeves on, being on stage, but I think it's yeah, cool like, that the they got right that now. star power at E3, you know, to, to do that.
2: Yeah. I was excited for that game before Keanu Reeves, so... I just want makes, to play as Keanu Reeves now.
1: Like, Forget about this main character, V. Like, They should just... V. like Maybe... I don't know what the character is going to do in the game, but maybe they get some DLC or something where you can play as Keanu Reeves' character.
2: I, mean, I watched a little bit of an interview with him. You can oh,
0: enjoy ahead, Keanu if you're playing as Keanu. It's true.
1: You can be Keanu, though.
0: <laughs> I'll just want to be a chaos. Just, 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 play Fortnite and get the John Wick skin if that's what you want. Or I'll play John
1: Wick Hex. Or I'll play my friend Pedro or Max Payne or something. Those still don't. Do I justice, really liked
2: though. that he, in an interview, yeah. was talking about it, and he said the game is going to feel very cinematic, uh, which is not what he thinks when he thinks of video games, right? And so he's really excited that uh, it's this adventure, but it's not just his adventure. It's something that you get to like. For him, he feels like as a player, you're getting to interact with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's true. So he feels like he's going to interact with his fans yeah. in, a, in a new way. It's cool. Go, Keanu.
1: Maybe, I hope he's a villain, which I, it seems like he is.
2: Oh, and we do have one more discussion question. Uh, again, through our Discord, you can do it through that. You can use hashtag GUGCast on Twitter. Um, but versus World asks, What are your thoughts on the Shenmue 3 Epic Store debacle? I don't know anything about it, Well, honestly. So the story is that
1: uh, Shenmue 3 was a Kickstarter project. It got n- announced at right. E3 like a year or two ago. This year they had the PC game conference, and that is where it got announced that Shenmue 3 was going to be a timed Epic, Epic exclusive. And so when okay. people signed up for that Kickstarter, they, st- they signed up for the Steam version. So there's a lot of people who uh, so they won't
2: who have
1: who yet. dislike Epic for this exclusive stuff that's been happening for the last year or so. And they're upset because they're they're not going to get their Steam copy supposedly, but the, the Epic are not Epic. Um, the developers of Shenmue responded because they were still at E3, and they said, "Hey, like you know, we heard you. We're gonna we're you know we're gonna see what we can do about this when we get back from E3. But right now, we're letting people play the game and check it out over here." Uh, my thing is, uh, why don't you just hand out codes for the Epic Store? I know people are upset with Epic and. I don't know. They're just being. That's just the way people are right now. Uh, but it's like, hey, I mean,
0: they <laughs> handed people their money with the faith that they were getting a Steam copy. Yeah, right. Like
1: that's that's true. I, I get that. But it's like, what is? It's just another client, in my opinion. I know it's an. Unpo- to you and I, yeah. To yeah. you and I,
0: it's just another client. But to yeah. some people, they are deadly opposed. Yep. To mm-hmm. that epic client.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's a. That's a hot take, though. It's like there's a lot of people that just will not install that thing, and there's people that won't, there's people that won't even install, like, Uplay or Origin, and I, I have those on my computer, and it's like they've never done any harm to me. They're just another client.
2: <laughs> yeah, so. same.
1: But, yeah, that's kind of the short take on it uh, to respond to that question.
2: Yeah, okay. Do you guys have any other, like, any thoughts on it? I guess, LJ, you said you think it's just another... So Joe used to feel the same way? That yeah, it's just another client.
0: Yeah. yeah. To me, I mean I while we're recording this podcast, I have Steam and the Epic client both up. Yeah.
1: Okay. And that's because of like you know, Dauntless right now for us. Like like I'm I don't really care a whole lot about Fortnite. I had my time with it, but it's just not my thing. But Outer it, Wilds. Yeah. Like- yeah, Joe's playing outer wilds. Um, but but yeah, like there's still games on there and I understand the issue of exclusivity because there, the way ha- some developers have handled it is I think it was like what Metro is that they still granted people the pre-order copies that they pre-ordered on Steam mm-hmm. but they also but You couldn't buy it. Yeah, like you couldn't buy it from that Steam means. but they still did grant those pre-order copies to the people that bought it on Steam. Honor cool. Yeah, they still honored it. So, I don't know. We'll see how this developer handles it.
2: I'm not much of a PC gamer so I don't have Huge! Yeah, you're you're on it.
1: running on the Sonic O six of PC gaming.
2: Yeah. <laughs> mm. The Mac. <laughs> what games have you guys played this week? What about you, Joe? I'm gonna it.
0: So I've been streaming and finished Cadence of Hyrule on the air.
1: Yeah, they showed more of that at E3. They dropped the release date like the same week it came out.
0: Yeah, it, it oh. came out last Thursday, I think, and I I beat it last night. This is. We're recording on Monday, so I beat it Sunday.
1: Cool. What do you think of it?
0: Working on my review now. I quite enjoyed it.
1: So, it's, is it an open? I, I think I saw you play for a few minutes, but it's it has that like link to the past, like open world style to it, right? Yeah, Ooh. I mean
0: the the overworld is basically uh, the SNES, ver, uh, SNES Hyrule going from tile to tile. Yeah. So do okay, you cool. still
1: have to move in step with the beat like you did with, with so uh, the first one?
0: You get you can free move if there are no enemies around. Oh, okay. But once enemies are around, yeah, you have to move in rhythm with the music.
1: Oh, okay. interesting. Hmm.
0: And there can be oh, like yeah. okay. eight enemies on screen at once. So you have to kind of juggle what's going on.
2: I feel like I'd be so bad at this.
0: I died about... 15 times in the first 10 minutes of the game kind of got my feet underneath me
1: (laughs) well yeah that first one is such a roguelike too like um i mean i already Mm -hmm. had it on ps4 but i grabbed it on switch because it was like three or four dollars and so it was just fun to like play that again but that first game is such a roguelike style and so that's what i that's why i was wondering how that worked in a open world
0: yeah Yeah. I, i like it quite a lot they've got they've got four major dungeons and a uh you you fight the final boss. Okay. And then the rest is like free scrolling around uh looking for secrets and fighting enemies and and that sort of thing. And uh it feels very zelda the the soundtrack. They have some elements of Crypt of the NecroDancer in it like some right. of the musical elements. Right. But for the most part it's it's very much uh Zelda techno kind of So so does it like play the
1: same way as like when you play a Zelda or Link as as you do Cadence? Um,
0: I only really focused on playing with Link. Oh, okay. So far. So I played a little Zelda and so Link gets the shield and he can do the spin
2: attack. Oh, cool. Now it won't be surprising to have Zelda in Breath of the Wild 2 as a playable character. It won't be the first time that they've done that. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true.
2: zelda again. Yeah. I was yeah sure.
0: <laughs> <Smash> Bros, but. <laughs> oh yeah, you
1: got a point there, Smash Bros. Your argument is invalid.
2: Yeah, everyone.
0: It it is a little chaotic, uh, but once you kind of figure out the rhythm based stuff and kind of the patterns of enemies and how they move and how they attack. Right. I had a blast with it, and I I legitimately thought that that final boss battle was one of the coolest mechanics I've seen in in a while. Huh. So.
1: Cool. I, don't, so cool. I don't want to
0: give anything away unless you want to go watch my VOD.
1: Right, that's why I was trying to get some more details <laughs> that people might be interested in. But yeah, that's definitely uh, that's definitely something I'm, I want to look into.
0: Yeah. Cool. I'm working on my review for it uh, tonight, so after the podcast. Cool. Uh, and then I played a little bit of Aero on stream a few days prior, and it's also a rhythm game. You're kind of going through a tunnel. As music plays, you have to use a 360 degree joystick to kind of adjust the position of the character, Hmm. and then you can shoot enemies and that sort of thing to kind of work your way through the levels. Cool. It was a backlog golf game. I knocked it out in about three hours. That's
1: good to know. I think I have that in my backlog too, so three hours
0: sounds good. Yeah, it was good. (laughs) That's all I've been playing though. Cool. What about you, LJ? Uh, I have...
1: Uh, I've been mopping up the Spider-Man DLC. I've been trying to 100% it uh, for Backlog Golf. I have one more episode left to finish, and then I have to like mop up the like hideouts and all the crimes and stuff. So I've been playing Spider-Man again. Um, but the big one I have actually gotten into due to E3 was Fallout 76 uh, because they had a free trial that actually expires tomorrow as of this recording so it'll be over by the time this recording goes out but oh yeah um they cuz they announced uh, that they're bringing npcs into the world and uh, kind of explaining the narrative on why on why that's happening and so they announced the free trial which i played for a few days and then <clears> maybe give
2: it a good reason right it was like all right you You guys are smart with your writing. Yeah, so. Don't pretend that was your initial plan, though.
1: (laughs) Right, exactly. And so I think it's cool. um, So, me and my buddy, um, a buddy of mine, downloaded it and we started playing it. And it's been a lot of fun to experience the things that happened from like. It is mostly like audio logs and stuff like that. Like they, you know, like it, it, it originally started as. But it's really cool to experience like what happened in this world, like why there are no people here right now. There are some fun, legitimate quests. Pretty much plays like a Fallout game but with multiplayer
2: with audio logs
1: yeah and like mostly audio logs um but i think it's going to be cool uh to the reason why uh, part of the biggest reason why i got it it was only 30 dollars on sale but also i wanted to experience the narrative that they want they wanted players to experience because that that update doesn't come out till like the fall and so i kind of want to i want to experience how they tell that story from from a service perspective, you know, like what happens right, when that once update, the update comes happens,
2: out. you can't go back to that.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's it's just kind of one of those things. It's like I kind of want to experience the narrative they they wanted me to experience instead of waiting till that update comes out and it's a full price game at the moment. So, um,
0: uh, you, Fallout seventy six, you're saying? Yes. <laughs> yep. I played about ten hours of it.
1: Yeah, and uh, I've. I've heard from a lot of people like it definitely was a mess when it came out. There was a lot of technical issues.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I played about nine and a half hours too much of it. I can honestly, <laughs> I can honestly say though, I have had no
1: bugs. I've, I've not had any major like game breaking issues or anything like that. It's, it's been Did running. You spent s- half
2: an hour making a character, Joe. No,
0: <laughs> but I will say like the whole time I was trying to make a character. Some other goofball in the vault was playing guitar and I couldn't even hear any of the narrative stuff. Oh, oh yeah, wow. because so because, uh, it ruined my experience within like thirty seconds of starting. <laughs> yeah, it was so pretty cool. You
1: start in a vault with other players as well. So when I was when I was playing, when I was making my character, you could hear somebody's like feedback from their mic the whole time. Weird. And so like I get it. Like it's it's a neat concept, especially I'm sure when there's a bunch of people in the vault with you coming out,
2: and it's like a proximity thing, right? Like yes, if they're it, far away, you're not going to hear them. Thing. Um, yeah,
1: but I mean, I've I've enjoyed it, and it's it's a good it's a good game to play with friends. Like, I don't think I can really recommend diving it into like into single player, like by yourself. Um, in a way, I feel like you might get some like Sea of Thieves vibes going from that, like. The difference is, like, Sea of Thieves, you need crews to do anything. But, like, Fallout, you could still do a lot of quests and do a lot of stuff by yourself. But it's just going to feel, right now, it's just going to feel more lonely if you try to play by yourself. So, uh, that's about it for me in Fallout.
0: Man, I, h- I hope you continue to enjoy it because it was, hands down, one of the worst experiences I've had with a video game in years. So, like, so, like, what was it that, that you disliked about I it? Loan you. It, it was Hardcore absolutely 6, just completely boring and empty. I hated it. Hmm. I, I literally spent like an hour chasing a quest with just me and a drone and a bunch of ghouls that popped up here and there. It was huh. terrible.
1: Interesting. So I'm trying to think, but like, so did they have like already like have like public event style things going on? Like was a like, little bit. Okay. Cause now they have like, um, what is it? Like the scorcher beasts or whatever. Uh, those are like the big dog you got to watch out for. Kind of like, kind of like death clause. Um, the nuke the nuke stuff is still happening. We actually had a nuke get launched in our map. Luckily we weren't in the blast zone. But it definitely okay. feels like a living world with more players in it. But just... there was no technical issues too, which which I give them props for fixing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that they mentioned like the no griefing oh, in yeah. their like conference. And I was like, Well, now that you've said that, and now that you're letting a lot more people play, well, like, a lot more people are going to play because you're giving it for free. That whole griefing comment is going to be out the door. <laughs>
1: well, what I do like is whenever somebody does, like, want to mess with you, when they shoot at you, it's only going to take, like, 10% of your health. Mm-hmm. But then when you initiate back, that's whenever they, un- that's whenever the safety's off, basically. Like, there was a guy that was shooting. Okay. Uh, he was chasing at me and my buddy. And so... Uh, and so I was like I was like, this guy better stop or else I'm gonna turn around and shoot him <laughs> and so like I turned around pointed my gun at him and kind of like waved him off to be like hey, you don't want to do this you know and then so like he kind of stopped and then we just kept going like hey like you know like I don't want to fight Red you Red Dead needs that yeah so it's like I don't want to fight you so if you want to go go you know kind of thing and then so actually red
2: dead might have that now they have kind of a system in place i guess they have a defensive mode and offensive mode
1: yeah so I, I don't want to spend too much more time on fallout but i the kind of the organic experiences i've had are are have been entertaining and some of the quest cool. lines have been pretty funny too so i hope i stick with it especially into the fall whenever that update does happen nice <laughs> i hope i don't have a fallout with fallout
2: there you go cool. you <laughs> playing anything else that's it I mean, I'm playing right. other
1: things, but nothing I really need to talk about.
2: I, I'm still playing Sonic 06. I actually really enjoyed this last stream. It was fun, I will admit. Um, I beat Sonic's <laughs> story. There has been no human hedgehog kissing, so that's good. Wait. Although, I was like, hey, there's no kiss. You guys are all crazy. And they are like, you haven't gotten through the game yet <laughs> and i was like oh, oh okay they so it's not in sonic's so it's not
1: in sonic's story then
2: yeah so basically the way that it goes is like it's kind of like sonic adventure 2 battle where erp 2 where yeah. you would have you have the two storylines and yeah. then merge into one so now you have three storylines and they're going to merge into one episode at the end. oh okay. and then apparently that's when it happens so they say it's it really a- awkward
1: they save it for the finale
2: yeah they like they <laughs> awkwardly flirt at the end and then it goes into this like weird love song for the credits <laughs> and it's so off-putting and awkward and weird like sonic does this forced laugh He's, and then he looks at her and he goes hey nice smile and then winks at her and then she winks at him and i'm like this is real weird they should have just went all in
1: and done like like i don't want to miss a thing from like aerosmith or something
2: It basically was. It was like, (laughs) we're meant to be together or something. And I was like, what is this song? Some
1: Crush 40 love song?
2: Yeah, super (laughs) weird. That's Uh, cool. And then the week before that, because we missed a week, I had the most stressful stream I think I've had so far. (laughs) uh, Because I got really far in a level and then I died like right before the end. And so uh, I had to do that whole thing over again. And that was really obnoxious. So I went to, I would try not to play the same level twice if it's like that, if I've gotten so far so people aren't having to rewatch, all right. you replay a whole thing through a stream. Uh, so I went to Silver the Hedgehog, and I'm pretty sure this is the worst part of the game at all. Like, I, it has <laughs> to be. There is this little piece of a puzzle, like, part of the level where you have a ball, and the ball has to get to the end, into a hole, and there are little, like, uh, I don't know, Pits that it can fall into Mm -hmm. that you have to work yourself around rolling the ball out to So it doesn't go into the pits. Super simple enough. The physics are broken in this game, but still manageable. Like I can kind of figure it out (laughs) and then it's got a timer. So like you can only hit it eight times and that makes it completely impossible to get it to the other end. I spent literally half an hour on this and uh, Jason J Money comes in and he goes, you know, you can just glitch through this level, right? You can just go to the end and then you do this thing with this box and it'll just get you on the other side of the door. Um and so I broke the game to beat the level. And I'm not ashamed.
1: You broke (laughs) you're you're so good you broke the game.
2: (laughs) So shout out to Jason for helping me out with that. It was it was really dumb. I that's worse than anything I've experienced in that game. It's terrible. And the fact that I beat it by glitching was amazing. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I've been playing. Cool. Uh, and then I'm in the process of moving, so I haven't watched any movies or anything. Uh, you guys seen any movies this week? No movies.
0: Nope.
1: I no? watched Secret Life of Pets 2.
2: Have you seen Secret Life of Pets 1? Yes, I have. The cool. first Which one did you like more?
1: First one was really good. I like the second one. I to me like I like those movies. I don't really think they're like critically acclaimed or anything, but I yeah. just love them. Is just, Kevin Hart in the second one? He's in both of them. Cool. Uh, like, I like just being a dog person. Like they're just movies that are up my alley, uh, yeah. and the humor is genuinely funny. Like uh, the second one, there's. I mean it's at the beginning of the movie basically but um, the main the main girl like she you know she finds somebody has a baby and stuff so the dog this is like th- like first two minutes in the movie so I'm not spoiling anything but basically <laughs> she has a dog or she has the dog and um, no she has a baby and then the dog <laughs> I was yeah, like what yeah, yeah, yeah I was getting sounds more, like some
2: Sonic 06 <laughs> stuff going yeah, on here
1: I was getting my thoughts twisted around but so what happens is <laughs> she has a baby and the dog gets super protective of it because mm-hmm. at first they're like, "Yeah, we hate babies. Like they're like the worst thing ever," and all this stuff. And then until she has one, then they're like, "Okay, this one's mine. This kid is mine." And so it was. It came from a very personal place, like with my mom and I, because I took my mom to see it. Because you know we have my nephew who's like two years old, and so there's this there's a scene in the movie where the dog gets so stressed out he starts scratching himself like bad it's like a nervous tick and my dog has that same issue and i don't think we've ever really like figured out what it was or why he was like that before i don't like we never really i don't think we've still found out or like a real solution to it but he just gets these periods where where you know he itches a lot and half the time when my nephew's here he stresses out like bad and so that movie just comes from a personal place uh, in my family but it's genuinely funny uh there's there's so much going on. There's all these, there's a couple different story arcs and it's, it's just great. Harrison Ford's in it. So
2: I've never watched them, but having Kevin Hart attached has made me interested in them. I just never got around to watching them. Yeah.
1: It's, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like being a pet owner, being a dog owner. Like, I mean, they got like other, you know, they got like cats and stuff, but just being a dog owner, you relate so much to the things these dogs do. It's kind of like the saying, like, You know, if animals could talk, you know, like, it's like the Toy Story concept, you know, if like toys, talk. you know, um, I personally love those movies. I don't think they're critically acclaimed, but, but yeah, that was like a week or two ago when I saw it and it was a good time. Cool.
2: Mm. Well, getting from that then go into the, the movie news.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so first piece of news is pretty significant. Toy Story Four is the first Pixar movie without a preceding short film since nineteen ninety five. Why? It's just one of those things that became Pixar tradition, like I can't yeah. remember I can't remember all of the all, all of them off the top of my head, but there was that one about the birds and then they had Jerry's game where the old man played chess with him, you know, by himself and things like that. You always um, expect him. Yeah, and they had that one uh, at the beginning of Incredibles 2 uh, last year, and so it's just become like a tradition, you know, for Pixar to have those. I think even Wreck-It Ralph 2 had like a for- a Frozen like short in front of it, but that's not Pixar, but it's just one of those things like that where Marvel movies, you know, have done the end credits thing, you know, Pixar has mm-hmm. been known for the short film thing before the movie, so.
2: Yeah yeah um some of them have been so good too
1: yeah and apparently i was reading here that pixar does have like their own short film uh division of like that kind of showcases like you know like like animators like independent animators so it's like why don't you show one of those yeah yeah so that's just kind of a a little missing piece like i think it's kind of close to home for a lot of people um, but other than that, uh, we have had a very bad week in the box office. It's been very low for the first, what's considered summer uh, week. And so, uh-huh. so weak that 75 review outlets uh, used Neuralizer jokes for MIB International. <laughs> and so that's basically in the context of like you 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 want to forget this movie, you might as well you erase you, it from your memory. You might as yeah, you might as well erase it from your memory basically because the neuralizer in Men in Black is so like that's what that tool does, you know? So right. Um, which also leads, it can't be that bad. I think people are just, well, that's like the whole dark Phoenix thing. It's like, people have just said that movie is terrible as well. And I'm still going to go see that one. It's like venom and like rampage. Like I love those movies and I'm going to watch it. They're considered bad. I read this kind
2: of theory that makes a lot of sense. Um, looking at just how the effects of, um, mystique and Mm. how bad that looks. Uh, Uh, but the whole idea was that the movie is kind of sabotaged by Disney because they've gotten the rights to it so they were like cutting things out and they didn't want it to be from what i read and i don't know how much of this is justified um i haven't like researched deeply into it but Mm -hmm. some of it was even that they wanted to make sure it didn't beat up captain marvel
1: oh yeah because they originally it was gonna release the same time but yeah but i mean like as far as like men in black goes like that's kind of kind of a bummer because like chris hemsworth and tessa thompson they're they gotta be funny. Like I'm sure it's an in- enjoyable movie. It's. I bet it's good. It, yeah, like it doesn't. That doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a good movie. But it's you know hopefully it's at least enjoyable.
2: Because it, I think it needed Will Smith.
1: Well, yeah, like, that's what everybody. They would have
2: made it with Will Smith as kind of an important part of this movie, and then taken that and had Will Smith kind of like, you know, pass the mantle down to someone. Yeah. Then I think it would have been more okay for people. Liam Neeson, but in it it's just new characters. People are kind of like, I don't care about this because there's no Will Smith in it.
1: Right. So, I don't know, um, but apparently it also bombed at $38 million, which still seems like a lot of money, but that's pretty low. Because that's really low. It's really low, because I guarantee you that movie probably cost twice that to make it, so maybe even three times that. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of what's been going on, and uh, more in relation to the box office is that Endgame finally fell from the top ten in the box office after seven
2: weeks. And it didn't beat Avatar. I know that's old news. Yeah. It wasn't projected to, but like to have 10 years of buildup and then not beat Avatar is crazy to me.
1: Yeah. I think there's just something about this week that like went wrong. I don't, I I really don't know, but I was looking for news and it was just kind of like, it was a dead week. (laughs) It really was. So not just news, but for the box office, I think maybe people are. Getting out of school, going on vacations, things like that. You know, people are kind of getting away this week. I feel like, and doing other. I things. I just looked
2: it up. Men in Black International costs 110 million to make.
1: Cool. That's still really not a lot. Like it could be Oops. more.
2: Yeah. yeah, and they might make more of that. I mean, this is just one week, All right? But so they'll make that money back, maybe, <clears throat> but they won't make
1: Men in Black. Off men in that. Black are Men in the Red right now.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, endgame, that surprises me a lot. I kinda get it. Yeah. Um people all saw it right away. Yeah. And then there's not a lot of rewatch value. Some people might fight me on that. My brother just uh, saw
1: it for for the first time this weekend. <laughs> I was like, Wow. Wow. I, I, I wanted to see it again long. and I
2: never got around to it. I didn't like I wanna watch it just for the fact that it's so historical. Yeah. But with Avatar, Joe, you said you saw it how many times? Five times. Cool. Five. It's the only like, movie I've ever seen in theaters more than twice. <laughs> see, that, like that five movie, is a lot, but a lot of people, I'm sure, were watching. Just like I got to go back and see experience that movie experience was like that a again. technological
1: like experience, though. Like a lot of people kind of, right. a lot of people have kind of soured on Avatar over the years, but it was definitely like for its time. It was a technological like it was gorgeous, yeah,
2: visual, you
0: know, thing. So
2: I don't think number two will, Avatar two, will do nearly I, as well.
0: I got it on Blu-ray, and I haven't watched it since. <laughs>
2: We've on Blu-ray. Uh, we got it at a... Oh, I can't remember what it's called, like a consignment store. Right. It's a... Uh,
1: like a second-hand store. TradeSmart. Like TradeSmart. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I mean, it's just been kind of a really low week for movies.
2: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. crazy.
1: So, but yeah, that's what's happening. I think uh, with Toy Story 4 coming out, Lion King coming out, Spider-Man coming out, I think the summer is going to have that blockbuster time. Is Lion King coming out this summer? Yes, it's coming out in like July, I think.
2: We know nothing about that movie. I mean, we've already seen it, I guess. They've been putting out
1: trailers for it and and, uh, stuff for it recently. I haven't seen...
2: Have we gotten to see Simba speak yet?
1: I don't know. I think there was a scene I saw... uh, They posted a scene with Zazu giving Mufasa the morning report. Okay. And so... um, Yeah, I mean, I I think it's cool that they're not showing a lot of it because... You know, we you want. I mean, we already know that movie. It's kind of like like Final Fantasy VII remake as an example. It's like we already know that story, you know. Um, so it's like they're not going to show us seven. a bunch
2: of things. That they're going to get already- way deeper into that story. Well, and really, well, give yeah, you more but detail. I mean, like
1: with Lion King, though, it's like
2: yeah, this is literally just like, live action. We've already adaption. seen this
1: movie, and so we're not going to show you a like a lot of this movie because you already know what it is.
2: Yeah, this is more of an HD remake than Final Fantasy 7 is. Yeah,
1: like maybe that was a bad example because that's that's a whole mess that we didn't get into tonight. Twilight
2: Princess HD would be more of a <laughs> Yeah. <example>. Well. Okay. <laughs> so I know Joe's super excited about Lion King. It's his favorite movie of all time. <laughs> I'm actually um,
0: more excited about this live action movie than I am about the actual cartoon movie.
2: Oh, really? Yeah, for the first time in 30 years, I'm ready to watch it again. That's cool. I was going to make a joke about it's his favorite movie for starting bonfires. Um, (laughs) Joe doesn't like the original Lion King. I'm not a fan. Uh, I got (laughs) burned out on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, that's it for movie news. Cool.
2: I... I d I didn't drink enough coffee today. I don't know what it is. What, <laughs> what games are coming out this week, Joe? Oh I
0: mean.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: the poll list.
0: I was like, dude, we completely skipped the entire first section of the show.
2: I again I'm in the I'll we can keep this in LJ. <laughs> the process of moving and my brain is just fried. Yeah, because <laughs> we just,
1: completely forgot about the poll list.
2: I'm literally I just didn't. going down the notes <laughs> and i like. Except you didn't go down the notes. It. I've been on movies forever, so I've been just trying to get to movies. <laughs> it's my fault, guys. What, what's coming out for video games? All right, so in the pull list this week,
0: uh, good grief, I'm so, whatever. It's um, not just me. I'm glad. Well, no, you've thrown me completely out of way. You, like, you threw a wrench into the,
2: uh, the, the
0: rocket engine. I don't know. Find a
2: segue for this one, Joe. <laughs>
0: a wrench in the rocket engine. How about that? <laughs> uh, coming out this week, we got Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. That is a kind of a love letter to Castlevania Symphony of the Night.
2: Yep. Okay. Cool.
0: Crash Team Racing's Remaster, Nitro Re- cool. Nitro Fueled, is coming out this week. Crystal Crisis, which I believe LJ's been working on a review for. Yeah,
1: that's uh, for the PS4 version. The Switch version's been out for a couple weeks now. That's the version I've been playing. Um, but okay. it comes to PS4 this week. Okay.
0: okay. Cool. And Judgment, which is from the makers of the Yakuza games.
2: Oh, Bloodstain looks cool. Bloodstain does look cool. I. Uh, <laughs> now I gotta figure out where we would be at TV. I'm a mess. You might as well just start at the top. Yeah, what's going on everybody? You're listening to episode... I'm just kidding. I didn't mean, I didn't mean the top, top That's like, yeah, no, no, no. Just start Joe from Joe is watch. ready to put the headphones down, walk away. Just start well, from like... start from like next week.
1: Just start from like, okay, you know... It's ne-
2: ne- now we'll get into TV news. Th- or TV, what we've been watching on TV. That's where we're at. <laughs> Everything is fine. Ooh, yeah. Joe, what TV shows have you been watching this week?
0: All right, so this week I've actually got a couple shows I've been watching. I've been watching The Chef Show. Oh, it that's with John Favreau.
2: Uh, Is that a specific show yeah, or just a show about J- chefs?
0: It's John Favreau. Oh, cool. And he's kind of recounting, I guess he did a movie called The Chef. Yes. Huh. And he's kind of recounting some of the like going back and cooking some of the uh, the dishes that were on the show, talking with some of the chefs that were on the original movie and and recounting stories of that kind of stuff. So it's, He's also it's doing actually, a movie
2: called Lion King. Cool. Um <laughs>
1: So, did you Get see Iron that Man. thing about how Gwyneth Paltrow didn't know she filmed a scene for Spider-Man Homecoming? Like, is that from what, that show?
0: That's in the first episode of that show, yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes
1: sense. So, supposedly, yeah, she I guess she hadn't realized... I mean, I guess it makes sense when you're filming so many of those movies, you probably forget which ones they're for.
2: And a lot of stuff was out of order. Right. right. So, it's like, I'm sure... Captain Marvel did Endgame before doing Captain Marvel. Yeah. Which is crazy <laughs> to me.
1: So, yeah, I just found that interesting. I'm like... <laughs> How do you not remember that? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So that was Avengers, no. because yeah,
1: that that's how that show went viral, was that was that thing.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. i have been enjoying that. And uh Conan Without Borders, which is Conan O'Brien, and he's okay. traveling all over the world interviewing people from different countries and things. It's it's pretty neat.
2: Hmm. That's not the I watch Conan a lot. Food and travel. Yeah. Food and travel. That's your yeah. like
1: Zen relax shows.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I'm I'm digging it. Cool.
2: What about you, LJ? Uh
1: I have been watching The Orville. I don't think I've I know I've talked to, to you guys about it that I've been watching it, but basically it's like I I haven't talked about it on the show, I think, but it's one of those things to where it feels like it should be this like super dumb like parody of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. but they get, they got to the point, I think he got to the point when he was making that show where it kind of came out to be its own thing, like where it, it meant to be this straight parody, but it actually has a legitimate story, and some cool. of the episodes actually, like, they all connect with each other, so, like, instead of, like, I don't know, like, how do you say, like, like a, an event of the
2: week, or like a, you know, just... Right, a, like a monster of the week kind of...
1: Yeah, like that format, like, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Um, they actually a lot of the episodes actually connect together and so it's been really cool like I've been slowly Fun. binging through it I think it only has like two seasons right now mm-hmm. um, but it's it's worth watching like you know when a lot of people think of Seth mcFarlane they think of like family guy which is, right. which is pretty you know family guy is pretty vulgar pretty crass and stuff which uh the Orville has or very a thousand
2: ways of a guy in the west
1: yeah yeah so like the Orville it still has that adult humor but <laughs> They can only really go so far because it's like Fox. So I think of shows like maybe like Bob's Burgers or like Brooklyn Nine-Nine where they do have that adult humor, but it's more tasteful because they can't do whatever they want. Um... But yeah. uh, the Orville still has I mean, that humor. Family but, Guy's
2: on cable television, too. But.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's true. It's just, I guess it's just a different type of humor, really. It's a um, bit
2: more matured humor.
1: Yeah, and so it's just one of those things where it actually has a legitimate like story. Uh, there are certain characters that's that cool. you get attached to and things like that. Um, you actually care about. And it's funny, because th- I've watched more of this than I ever have of like Star Trek. So I was like, you know <laughs> what? <laughs> like I don't care. The Orville's awesome. So... That's what I'm yeah, watching.
2: Yeah, funny. Cool. I'm still watching Vikings, but I will probably be done with it by... Well, yeah, I'll probably be done with it by the end of the podcast. So, I don't know. I saw that they were going to cancel it after season seven. Yeah. But on Hulu, they've made... Season four and season five are actually two seasons each. Weird. Which would make season five that i'm watching now season seven so i don't know if they're making any more episodes or if they're yeah. saying that it's canceled after what i'm watching is they
1: done. did some weird like i think it was one of those things where they probably took like a break from it or something mm-hmm. like I, I really don't know that's that's kind of weird though. the only
2: reason i know this is because you get halfway through season four and five and he goes on last season of viking like, but i'm i'm in the middle of the season.
1: I bet you it was so, one of those things where they had two parts in the year and they took a break. Yeah, kind of like how like Into the Badlands is has kind of did, like with the last season.
2: You'll find this kind of cool, Joe. Um, watching Last Kingdom. Uh, this could be kind of. I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. I have to tell you later. i would be a spoiler. Okay. I just thought about okay. it. I was like, oh no, people might see that as like a wait what? Yeah. Uh, for you, okay. I think it would just be a cool bit, but it's it's something small. But okay. it'll be fun. Okay. Um something about I, I can say this, that the Last Kingdom and this show take place in a very similar time era. Yeah. And so it's cool to see how things kinda of line up that way. Uh it's been it's been fun. I really like that show. If you like The Last Kingdom, I would definitely say Uh, check the show out
1: I watched quite a bit of that first season but it's just one of those shows that like I went to watch something else and I hadn't been back to yet
2: I I did the same thing with Last Kingdom as I did Vikings I watched the first episode and went maybe some other time I don't have time right now and then Last Kingdom was the one that I picked up again I think after the second season started airing, Joe started talking about it. I
1: dropped off like, The Last Kingdom pretty hard, too, except I was probably... Fell in love with that show. I was probably maybe five or six episodes in before I stopped watching it, but again, it's one of those things that I think something else divided my attention, and so I just hadn't been back to it.
2: My D&D character, not that I'm in a campaign right now, but he's been Utrid both times. I'll probably continue to be Utrid. I'm not very creative. Gutrid. Gutrid. My first one was, it was going to be Gunthrid, Gunthrid, Gunthrid is what it was. Uh-huh. And then I, it just fell off. I just started calling him Utrid, and I was like, okay, he's just Utrid. Like he raced his name off of the thing and was like, he's going by Utrid now. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I've been watching. We can get into the TV news. Um, it's all pretty quick stuff. Yeah. A lot of Netflix, Jared Way confirms Umbrella Academy, uh, season two is in production, which mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense with how like big that got. I think yeah. they
1: already said like when that first season was over that they already got greenlit. But now I think they were I think he posted something on his Instagram that they were doing their first reading. That's officially yeah. in Okay, yeah.
2: cool. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it's really good. I watched an episode or two. And then these are weird but Netflix is going to be doing a Fast and Furious animated show. Yeah. And Jurassic Park 2, I think, was announced a little while back.
1: Oh, yeah, Jurassic World. Yep, that was announced uh, also. So it's weird that DreamWorks is trying to do
2: these. More mature.
1: I don't know if they're more mature, but they're geared for that kind of audience, I guess.
2: Yeah. I just hope Fast and Furious, I've been waiting for it. At some point, they may not go to the moon but they are going to launch cars out of rockets it's gonna happen they're gonna go into space because they've already gone out of a plane and there's only you can only go up from there so <laughs> <laughs> i'm waiting for lamborghinis on the moon and they're gonna mod them out so that they can fly around on the moon and that's gonna happen but if they make that happen in the animated show and they don't do it in a real movie i'm gonna be really bummed those movies have just gotten more <laughs> and more ridiculous. Yeah, so you you realize those
0: movies aren't real. That's true.
1: <laughs> that's the whole point. Like that's kind of like I like when they broke away from that like Street Racer attitude and just kind of decided to be ridiculous action movies. I think like a lot of people didn't like that, but I'm like, no, this is fine.
2: Yeah, I th- I think it's great. I yeah. think it's ridiculous. It's superhero movies without superheroes. Like are yeah. just. Although this Hobbs and Shaw, they literally have a super powered villain. I
1: swear, the Ildris Elba's character in that movie reminds me of, uh, what was that game Crisis, where they, that, or you got the super enhanced suit. Like, except I mean, without this. It lot of sense. Like, <laughs> he's just, yeah, like, he's just got, like, super strength and, like, all this stuff. It's, it's so weird.
2: They're so ridiculous. Mark my words. Fast and Furious will go to the moon. Or into space at the very least. <laughs> Calling it. <laughs> uh, and then. For people who like some nostalgia, Are You Afraid of the Dark is getting a limited series revival. Um, It's got a cast. It's started filming, correct? Yes. Yep. That's in the news. It will be on Nickelodeon, which is where it originated from. So that makes sense. It's
1: a limited series. Apparently, it's only going to be like three episodes. But I imagine if it does well, they're going to make more. Like, I'm pretty sure this is just a test.
2: For. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense.
1: Because it's like stuff like Black Mirror is popular again, you know, like they brought back the Twilight Zone, you know, and I feel like that's largely due to like Black Mirror kind of thing. Um, right. So I think Are You Afraid of the Dark is is worth Nic- Nickelodeon giving a shot. It's not the only thing they're trying to bring back. I think I saw that they're bringing back all that. There was another show I saw on that, uh, like that they were bringing back too. can't remember what the name of it was, but... But yeah, they're trying to bring back that nostalgia. Cool.
2: I never watched the show, Joe. Where was that for you? Is that your? Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, that was kind of right
0: when I was a preteen, maybe, maybe an early teen.
2: Yeah,
1: okay. it was still very early on when I was. Or
0: maybe I'm thinking of Goosebumps. That those are really no, I watched Goosebumps,
1: Goosebumps was around the same time I think too though.
0: Was, are you afraid of the dark? Is definitely what I'm thinking of. Yeah.
2: I watched Goosebumps as a kid. Yeah, and read the books.
1: Yeah, are you afraid of the dark? Was from like '90 90 to '96. Like I remember a few episodes of it, but it was just one of those shows. Like I never watched as a kid. Okay, yeah.
2: cool. Yeah, if you want to watch more, of the, I'm sure it'll be good. I think it's the right timing for it. Like you said, with um, it's a kids' Twilight Black, Black Mirror,
1: stuff. it's a kids' Twilight Zone kind of thing. So,
2: give me more Outer Limits.
1: <laughs>
2: that was my show. That show got weird. Uh, so, yeah. Are you guys geeking out about anything else this week? Just live streaming? Yeah, oh.
1: I think that's about it. I've been streaming... Uh, oh, you know what I am geeking out about is uh, our Super Mario Maker 2 contest that is yeah. happening. Yeah. So so I think I might need to clarify because uh, somebody was confused, I think, on the Facebook community group earlier. They thought it was a contest for the first game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But... Like in celebration of the second one coming out, but so the idea for the contest is is the idea is for people to start making levels when they get the game, uh, which is June twenty eighth. You have two weeks, uh, which is until July twelfth, to make your best level. Send send a uh, send the course ID to contact at geeksundergrades dot com. Uh, you, so you can uh, send that to contact at geeksundergrades dot com, and then uh, I have a, a f- myself and a few of our gaming department team are going to be playing your levels checking them out and kind of judging who like, who has the best levels and so we have prizes and so first place is going to get a $20 eShop card and an exclusive designed uh geeks under grace shirt that uh we will not have on our shop and so second place is going to be just the $20 eShop card and then first is a $10 or no, a third is $10 eShop card and then so the idea with that is also I want to stream people's levels uh, during my time slot on Fridays for those two weeks. And so that way people can kind of, like, you know, see the competition and really see what, you know, what people are working with. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I advertised it on our Facebook today and on our Instagram. Uh, Twitter doesn't have enough characters for me to do it, uh, so I'll have to maybe put up a page <laughs> on the site or something. Um <laughs> So I'll have to figure that out to, to get uh, our Twitter audience on that. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's going to be cool. a good time. We did a contest for the first one, and so that's why we kind of we had the idea of you know bringing it back since the second one is coming. Yeah, so that's what I'm geeking out about. Cool.
2: All right, well that's everything, Joe. Where can they find you at? Twitter at Joe Knows
0: Games and Twitch at Joe Knoweth Games.
1: Cool and LJ. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WarHeroLJ. You can find me streaming on Friday nights on the Geeks Under Grace Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace. And currently I'm running through uh, the Forgotten Sands uh, Prince of Persia game, uh, at least until Mario Maker comes out for a couple weeks. But uh, but yeah, we're trekking through. I think I'm about like five or six hours into it, so about halfway through.
0: Cool. Mm-hmm.
2: And you can find me on twitch.tv slash Geeks Under Grace as well on Saturdays. 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, um, suffering through Sonic 06. <laughs> uh, oh, I guess not this week, though. Cause, yeah, I won't be here this week, but usually. Okay. Uh, and then also on Twitter, at CodyArmor. Cool. Yeah, cool. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Peace. Peace. Adios. for listening.